Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Alex Asks Another Question show. Uh, <laughs> oh, is this another one from Alex? Yeah, this is another one from... Yeah, these are just... This is, we've got a long list. This is Alex's week. This is Alex's week. Okay, this is cool. all about you, Alex. Appreciate it, Alex. And if you want your own week, don't forget <laughs> that you can find us on Facebook. You can send checks to... <laughs> Facebook Startup Diary, direct messages on there if you have a question, or email hello at experttrades.com, which has... Two T's in the middle, one S at the end. Thank you Sorry, I wonder, I wonder what you were pointing at. <laughs> uh, and then just do me a favour because my, my my lovely wife who works for the company, God goes, bless her, she manages that email account. If you can put something relevant to the podcast in the title, it's a lot more likely not to get archived. Trained well. Attention in big capital letters. Yeah. Or R E previous email. Seems, yeah. Seems to avoid the archive button. Anyway. Gets my attention. Gets my attention. <laughs> anyway, next cue for you. On the original funding from an angel, do they get a percentage on the business or just an agreed return? And if you do offer a percentage, what was that and why? Okay, so we did an angel round in March 2015. Yeah, that's correct. 2015. Um, So the first question was... Do they get a percentage? Do they get a percentage on the business or just an agreed return? Okay. So just to be clear, one of those is investment, which is equity, and one of those is loan. Um, so in our angel round, we gave up equity, and I don't ever advise a startup taking on debt until you've got traction, largely because if that debt is down to the founder, then you're liable. So just to dig into that a little bit. So let's just say you've got a startup. Argument's sake is worth, uh, you don't know what it's worth at this point. And that's where part of the idea of raising money at evaluation is really interesting because it kind of comes down to how clear you are at, one, showing this is the mission that we're on. Two, here's the reason that I'm the person that can fix this problem in the industry. Mm-hmm. And three, here's the valuation and here's why it's worth so much. And when you think about it in terms of a business model at that point in time is like we were in the middle of pivoting from a community platform play to a software play. Yeah. So it was a really interesting time for us. And luckily for us is we were really clear. We had a great team. We had a great advisory board uh, that then became the board in a more formal way. So we had a great team. We got the valuation, but these guys paid for equity in the business. So which basically meant they put a lump of money in and they got equity back out. At that point in time, you shouldn't be thinking about taking on debt, especially if you're not a limited company and it's down to you. Because that often suggests, and I might be wrong in saying this, but if you've got an investor that is prepared to say, yeah, here's 50K, but I want 75K back in the next four years, for example. That would be horrendous, by the way. Um, Well, it depends on the risk, I guess. Um, Especially in the early stage, is you really want an investor angel, VC, whatever stage you're at, is you want them to be aligned with the goals of the business and to think about the mission first. So if you've got someone that's just solely financial, is 50 in, 70 out, and then I'm on my way, is those people are going to have different strategic plans for the business compared to what you will. They'll be looking to monetize and and get revenue in and every opportunity because they basically just want you to make money so they can get paid back. And I feel like, especially in the early round of raising capital, is you need people that believe in what you're trying to achieve. 
seed round, bridge round, angel A round sort of area is you basically need to only raise from money, only raise from people that are aligned with what you want to do as well as are going to support you, help you network, help you bring new clients, help you bring contacts on board. A purely financial investor, which is basically just giving you a loan that you can get from the bank, and that's probably the way to think about them. There's no physical relationship there. There's no, can I come and get a coffee with you? Here's the problems that I'm facing. I just purely see them as a transactional investor. It's the same as going to the bank for a loan. You've probably got the same liability. Um, so that should answer the question in terms of they get equity in the business. Yeah, I mean, from from what I've heard, uh, like the Tim Ferriss podcast, when when he talks about investing, he's always said that investing is a long, uh, it's a long term game. Mm-hmm. So it's not about getting some money in and getting money out in in the short term. No, exactly. Um, and there are stages of a company. So if you're going down, let's just look at the likes of Airbnb. The, the big unicorns in the industry. There are people that will put billions of dollars into these companies because it's a revenue-making business. So they know that if they put 100 million in, they're going to support the growth. They know what returns they're getting because it's a proven business model. It's got traction. Yeah. So you might get more transactional investors at that point in time that just think it's a good bet, mm-hmm. get higher interest rate in the bank. Um, but in the early stage, it's so, so important to get investors on board that you can then go and leverage uh, you've probably heard it on the Tim Ferriss podcast. You've probably heard it there where you've got, you've got something called dumb money. And if you want dumb money, go to the bank. The best thing about dumb money when you go to a bank is you never have to hear from the bank. If you go and get 50K, then you just know what your repayments are and you're not accountable. You just have to make the yeah. payments. If you go and raise money and it's dumb money from an investor who's purely transactional that just wants money back out, is not only do you just get dumb money so you don't get industry contacts you don't get support you also have someone that you're accountable for who's going to be chasing you down every week every month mm-hmm. yeah, how are you getting on show me the reports show me the account show me the MAs show me the profit and it's just not worth the headache so when you're raising just make sure that you don't raise dumb money because there is enough if you've got a good idea don't get me wrong if you've got a crap idea then that's your big problem if you've got a good idea and a good team there is plenty of money out there in the industry to go and raise um, so just be aware of that. And in terms of what equity did they get, um, they got a relatively small stake in the business. So we had five angel investors that were part of the same company, and they all ended up with very, very low single digits uh, of equity between them. Um, sorry, individually as a as a company. Yeah. Was that so? When that was decided, was that Midven gets this percentage, which is broken down into how many, however many... Sorry, board, this board was before Midvent. Oh, sorry. Yeah, this sorry. was before Midvent. This is the angel round. Right, so okay. we did the VC round okay. last December, um, but this was the angel round. And the reason we got to the number that we did, and this is a really good point, actually, that you just made me think about, is if you're raising money, like we got offered more money, mm. but it was for more equity. And we know we didn't need more money. We needed this pot of money that would allow me to do stop the consultancy work that I was doing and focus exclusively on the business. So I was getting distracted, doing consultancy work to keep the lights on. So we basically knew we needed 12 months worth of runway so I could basically stop doing the consulting and just build expert trades. Um, we could have got more money. We would have had to give more equity. And I promise you that as you get further down the line of growing a business, especially if you're going down the VC route, is every bit of equity counts. Everyone that you sell equity to 
you're accountable for. You just had a, you just have another boss. Mm. Um, just make sure that you're aware that you're not giving up equity for the sake of it. If someone goes, yeah, there's 200k for X percent, and you only need 50, only take 50, and it weirdly puts you in the strongest position ever. That they go, yeah, well, we want to give you X for X, and you go, mm, okay, agree on the valuation, but I don't want to give up that much equity because I know how big this thing's going to be. And they go, ooh, confidence. They're not just trying to get money. And then it changes the dynamic of the relationship fairly significantly. Um, so don't just raise money for the sake of raising money's sake because it changes nothing. It's not a golden bullet. It just buys you time. And if you've got a crap product, then you've just got more time to hang yourself. Do you find that if uh, investors have a larger percentage, they have a larger say in any way or a larger effect on your focus or direction in the business so I definitely want you to write that down and hold that off for another Q&A because I can go on for another 10 minutes and that's actually a topic I'm doing a talk tomorrow and that's actually okay. that's actually one of my points for the talk but that'd be a, a quick and maybe we split out the talk to bring it onto the podcast a little bit shall I mic myself up I was going to say mic I'll mic myself up so we're doing a talk at something called Tech Wednesday um, which is the five biggest mistakes that I made from going bootstrap to VC and that's one of my points so I'll make a good podcast I think awesome